Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. This is season nine, and today I'm joined with my co-host, Hannah Spence. Hey, hey. What's up, Hannah? And we are here with our student guest, Elle Jacobs. Hey. <laughs> What's up, Elle? Tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a sophomore at AM. I graduated from Pierce, JJ Pierce High School. Come on. What does JJ stand for? I have absolutely no idea. Really? No idea. I don't think anybody really knows. Maybe okay. they do. Maybe I'm just our boy JJ. Yeah, out of the loop. I don't know. So you graduate yeah. from there? Yeah. Come on. Grew up going to Watermark. Yes. I've been at Watermark like most of my life. Always in like student ministries and stuff. Come on. Small group. Truth came up yeah. through the system. Mm-hmm. What was your what's your favorite shoreline memory? My favorite shoreline memory. Probably I went on the Key West mission trip after my junior year and DR mission trip after my senior year. And both of those definitely like brought me friendships that I didn't have before with even just people that I had gone to high school with. I got closer with them on those trips, but also with um, staff that I now am still friends with and also just younger girls and just friends that I still hang out with today. And I also think that specifically the Key West mission trip, just like staying on a boat for the whole week and people had their guitars just at night whenever we would go up and it was um, too much fun. Seeing like ridiculous songs on that boat deck. <laughs> Did you like Key West more than the Dominican? I think it was just very different. Key West it was. being mm-hmm. a smaller group and it was like all girls and I knew more people like coming into it. Not like more, but like proportionally more. Yeah. So yeah. And <laughs> I mean, when you're we on a tiny boat, right. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Right. We definitely were. We were on mission there. We definitely but were. But it was like. But we were also in Key West right? getting Sonic and Starbucks. Yeah. It was COVID though. So yeah. That's why for those listening, we couldn't go to the DR that year. And it was so, like cooking hot dogs for people on, <laughs> on the, the beach. beach and then playing Spike. Yeah, right. it was crazy. But anyways, to our topic, <laughs> we've been wanting to do an episode for a while now about what I wish I knew in high school or what would I tell myself if I could go back to 16-year-old L or 17-year-old L. And this this episode is going to be just how to prepare yourself for college. And so, L, that's why we brought you back. One, because I've always thought, we've always thought so highly of you. And I know you and I have talked a little bit and you, I know you have some thoughts on what you wish you knew uh, going into college. And so let's start though. I wanted to hear more about yourself as a high schooler. Like how would you describe your high school experience and specifically Think about like in relationship to small group or friends or church uh, or your relationship with God. Like how would you describe your high school experience? Yeah, I would say that I growing up have always known what was like true. And that was definitely something that I was able to express in small group. I was super like consistent with small group. And then when community group started like later in high school, consistent with that. Um, And it just happened to be that some of those girls were some of my best friends that I'd grown up with or best friends that I made in high school. So that was really like convenient and made it fun. Um, Just getting to do life with them at school and in like day to day outside of just church. So that was a blessing. Um, Did you, did you like going to church in small group? 
yeah, I like I really enjoyed it. And I was close with my leaders like I had fun. And I know that that is like a blessing. And I feel like I didn't realize that that isn't necessarily the case for everyone, you know, like, mm-hmm. but also it was a blessing to be able to like go to Watermark. And I feel like it makes it fun, you know, mm-hmm. it's not like something that I really had to work for and also really convenient. Yeah. Like your parents. Yeah. And maybe this happened once or twice, but generally speaking, your parents weren't dragging you. No. The small group. Definitely not. Like yeah. I really Since day one. Yeah. I mean, I think especially like in sixth when grade, I was younger. I think that then it was like, I felt like the big kid, like, Oh, I have like a real small group now. Like we meet on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? yeah. So from the start, it was like exciting to me. And I feel like growing up here i had like been looking forward to it and having leaders and like i thought they were so cool yeah looked up to them a lot and still do and so yeah which what did they uh, not necessarily on topic but what did the leaders do to make it enjoyable we honestly i feel like we all just were really close coming into it already and then our leaders also were very like, our leaders were good friends with each other, but also different from one another. So I mm-hmm. think it made it really fun that we mm-hmm. all kind of got to connect with different ones of them on different levels and in different ways. Um, and also, I think that part of this, like, not everyone experienced this probably, but I would seek them out outside of small group just because, like, not just me. It wasn't like, oh, only I'm getting time with them outside of this. But I think that that was something that my small group did really well was just, like, make time whether it be like oh we're going to like einstein's before school this Mm -hmm. morning with one of our leaders and that's like additional time with her or just like having them over like my family would sometimes have one or Mm -hmm. all or whatever Mm -hmm. of my leaders like to our house for dinner yeah and that was just fun to like get to connect with them and them connect with my family as well and like know me in that way Mm -hmm. yeah yeah your leaders they probably liked y'all too yeah, I think like they'll still <laughs> yeah. reach. Like I got coffee with one of them this morning. Like they'll still reach out. Yeah, to mm-hmm. us, yeah. Know? Like I know they like y'all. Yeah. But anyways, so back to college. Let's do. Let's think about junior year. L, you're what sixteen, seventeen, mm-hmm. taking the ACTs, the right. SATs. When you were sixteen, seventeen, or even like think about your sister. You know, like junior seniors. What What was your mindset about college? What were you thinking about when it came to college? I think. Up until right before, which I can kind of get into how I felt then, but I think up until right before, I wasn't, like, nervous at all. Like, I would generally say that I'm not an anxious person, which I'm, like, thankful for, but I think that I could have been more driven in it, and had I been more driven in it, maybe I would have had more of a, like, outline for myself of, like, this is how I want it to go, this is what I want to get involved in, etc but I think I was more just like this is the next step that I take in my life this is the next season of life and this is just what I'm Mm -hmm. stepping into and um I knew that I wanted to just be like relatively close to home um able to like Mm -hmm. come I have like three younger siblings so I wanted to be able to come home and I'm close to my parents just like whenever I felt like did you feel pressure about college not really I mean I only applied to a few schools and I got into them because I like I didn't really reach for the stars or anything I wasn't like going out of my comfort zone and applying to like ridiculously hard places or anything um so I think that it made it easier on me mentally to just know that 
I had the option between those few schools I applied to, but none of them were anything that would really like mm-hmm. be out of my country. Like you kind of knew the school you wanted to get in, you knew you'd get in. Right. Well, Did you, or what were you saying? Yeah. I just like <laughs> once I, yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel pressure, Hannah, when you were, I didn't how know. long has it been since you were a senior in high school? Since Anna? I was a senior in high school. That's like nine ish years. Nine ish years. Ten actually, because I graduated a year early. Mm. Yeah. So it's been a minute, but I didn't, feel pressure it felt exciting and new and my first year I was like I'm getting out of here I'm going so I went to California and then when I came back to Dallas I just applied to a bunch of schools and I was yeah. like I'll go wherever um and then if I don't like it I'll transfer again so I didn't feel pressure Wait, were you homeschooled your senior year I was dang I was gonna ask what you're doing for your reunion but I guess you're just getting back with just me with your mom <laughs> I guess man. that's like, like a parenting yeah, go, let's go out for dinner and do it. <laughs> yeah yeah so I didn't yeah. feel that pressure yeah. but I think that's a different environment even just like 10 years ago college was also more of like slightly more of a luxury I think than it is now and there's a lot more like People put the weight of your life depends on where you go to college and how you do and kind of even mm-hmm. in high school. So I think the pressure is a lot different now than it was then. Yeah. Well, you you and I both grew up in smaller towns, mm-hmm. too. And I think where I grew up, it's like half the people I didn't even heard of college, you know, yeah. they didn't even know it existed. Um, there weren't any ACT or SAT mm-hmm. preps, right. you know, we had, the school would pay you to go take the ACT. Yeah. Because no one from my school, like, even knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so they would, like, be like, if you go, we'll pay you to go do it. And so then you'd have these kids who definitely aren't going to go to college, but they would just right. go to get the money. 20 bucks. Right. And so, um, but, yeah, but there was still some pressure, you know. Yeah. There was pressure to to figure out a plan more than anything, yeah. I think, and be like, I'm actually doing something with my life. Um yeah, like what you want to major in, mm-hmm. what that's going to do. And I think there was a pressure of, like, where I go will also place me around certain people. And mm-hmm. so like deciding like what that looked like was more so of the pressure than maybe academically. And I yeah. think that was a lot of why I felt like so fine going into it um, up until like right before when I feel like I got to get, got a little nervous. But Yeah, um, let's get to, so you got a little nervous. Like yeah. what happened? I mean, I think it was on the DR trip, which is kind of just interesting. I think it was just like I... This Which was real. about two weeks probably yeah, before I you had, left. We had like maybe two weeks between that trip and yeah. leaving for school. So, and I was with Riley, one of my best friends, and I feel like both of us were just experiencing like all the emotions that just come like right before mm-hmm. leaving. And it's, you're having so much fun and you're like learning. I feel like I learned a lot on that trip, like more than I expected to, and not just because of the serving we were doing, but just through like conversations with the people and I think that it was just hard to know that I have this here mm. um and still sometimes like I'll come back and remember like oh I really like the people that I know at home and just reminding myself that like I can find that other places and I have found that there but at first it's hard to believe that you will because like I never would have expected myself to be not necessarily like shy but like not really inclined to initiate but I definitely wasn't inclined to initiate my freshman year Mm -hmm. and I feel like I knew that that's how I would be because I love new people but I like it to be handed to me on like a silver platter like Mm -hmm. here's a new friend group 
And it was here. In high school. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. every, like, go to Barnabas, new friends. They mm-hmm. have the ability to hang out with at home. Go to mission trips, new friends that you know you're going to hang out with at home. Like, that's just how it always was. Yeah. And that was fun to me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, yeah, you didn't have, well, so let's get, so you go to college. Like, you're nervous going into college. And then that first semester, you're at AM. And it sounds like you hinted at that it was, was it harder than you expected? Yeah, so I, first thing when I got there, we have fall rush, so I rushed, and it, I didn't necessarily have these grand expectations going into it or anything, but I think I thought that I would have the choice, and I feel like my choice was more limited than I expected it to be, um, earlier than I expected it to be, which ended up being, like, I love where I'm at now, and without being in the sorority I'm in, I wouldn't have, like, my best friends wouldn't be my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how it ends up working out. Um, but now, like, we have that common ground, and whether or not we were in the same sorority, like, anymore, we would still be close, you know? So it's not like that's the only thing keeping us together, but that's how I ended up getting close with them, you know? Yeah. If that makes sense. So I know that, like, socially my life would look a lot different had I not been in the situation that I'm in now, but at the time it's just hard to see past where you're at, you know? Yes. It was just a humbling semester. Let me just <laughs> do that. But I applied for like a Christian freshman organization mm-hmm. and go into the interview. They're like, we make our decisions prayerfully. Um, we just want to let you know that like, this isn't going to be made. Like our decisions aren't going to be made without the Lord being a part of it. And then I get a no, you know? And you're and like, so, so the Lord, like, like uh, yeah. God, question mark like what is this Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so I think that that was definitely just a weird season where I just had to wrestle with the idea of like maybe I just need to have a season that's kind of slower and that's kind of I think that I the word lonely is so dramatic in my mind but that's just how it felt like first semester just felt like lonelier. Yeah, I think just. people are afraid to use the word lonely too because you don't want to offend like the friends you do have yeah. at school. Like yeah. I, my first semester, looking back, I was lonely. Like I went to college thinking it was going to be, everyone builds it up too of like the college years are the best of your life. Like it's the most fun you'll ever have. Mm-hmm. Like you'll make the best friends of your life, um, which I did. Those things were kind of true. Like I had a ton of fun. I made some amazing friends. But that first semester, I remember being kind of disappointed because I was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know a single person when I, the school I went to. And I was like, I don't know anyone. And while there are people that I'm friends with, I've only known them for two weeks. Like mm-hmm. they don't know me. They don't right. know, know me yeah. like my friends I grew up with. And I remember feeling lonely. Yeah, I would agree with that. It is just a season of transition. And even if you go in being like, well, I know a handful of people it is just different and you're leaving like something that has been like consistent and dependable for like probably your whole life Mm -hmm. and you've got to like make it on your own and you got to figure out what you think and how to do that and you just don't have as much as control maybe as you thought you would over your circumstances. Yeah. And so, yeah, that first thing of like how to prepare yourself for college, I think the first thing I would say is prepare yourself for, for loneliness, for change, which change is hard. Also, I think that the idea that I was the only one experiencing that was something that was just in my mind because I think Mm. that Mm -hmm. maybe it's just, I don't know, it may be different for people at schools that have like less of a Christian bubble. And so then 
you find those people that are like-minded and like those are your friends but I think being at A&M living in the off-campus dorm that every single person lives in if you are the way that Mm -hmm. I think I am you know Mm -hmm. like it just felt like everyone that I knew was around me but everyone I knew had people they knew with them well yeah, yeah. and every, everyone's gonna be posting like right. all these fun everyone things they're seems doing so content and it's and just like you just question like yeah. am I doing something mm-hmm. wrong but I ask most kids uh, and Jermaine asks us too I'm like after they get back from their first semester like how would you how would you grade your mm-hmm. semester or like just tell me about it and I would say more often than not the kids are like Lower it was time. really hard yeah. but if I looked at their Instagram or or whatever you never assume which i know is like everyone knows that's true Mm -hmm. but it's like i don't know if everyone actually knows knows that's true anyways just to close and maybe we can spend like the next five minutes or so just closing with all all of us sharing our thoughts oh we'll start with you of just summarize and clarify what advice you would give to a high school junior or senior i mean even think of your sister as a senior right now like what what would you, one or two things that you would tell them, like, hey, like, this is what I wish I knew. Like, these two, I, I know we talked a lot about your experience, mm-hmm. and then you threw in a lot of advice mix of that. But just to make it really clear and summarize it, like, these are the one, two, maybe three things that I wish I would have known or done differently to get ready for college. Overall, I just wish I knew that true contentment is found in the Lord, which I think I had the head knowledge of, but didn't necessarily believe in my heart because... There's just so many other things Mm -hmm. feeding into just what I believe, you know, just different things that I'm going to be told. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that with contentment comes confidence and boldness in my faith. And I think that that's something that um, is important is just to not only be um, just confident in what you believe, but like confident enough to tell that to other people. Well, Mm -hmm. whether it be like, hey, I know that this decision didn't honor the Lord and like recognizing that and owning up to that because I think sometimes like that's hard to go and want you want to build a reputation for yourself in college of, oh yeah, that's what she believes. Oh yeah, that's um like what she strives to, like she strives to honor mm-hmm. the Lord. Yeah. Um, And then you make a mistake and then it's like, oh wait, hold on. Can I take that back? Because y'all don't really know me yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think just having the boldness to own up to this is what I want to live for and what I'm striving to live for. Um, and if I'm not perfect in that, I know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's what the freedom of self-forgetfulness yeah. is such a good book for, and I'd recommend it to anyone, but especially someone going to college. Mm-hmm. I think just, like consistently in high school, I Romans, the end of Romans seven, just talking about essentially why do I do what I don't want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, just came up in my life like over and over and over again and then in college it was kind of like coincidentally a bunch of my friends um were memorizing Romans 8 and it kind of became like something we would throw around like therefore there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus etc um read it but like it just became a reminder in my day-to-day life that Romans 7 is in the context of that you know Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh why is there evil in me why am I tempted and I don't have to live in this, oh my gosh, I can't sleep at night thinking about the mistakes I made my sophomore year of high school, my senior year of high school, because I feel like that's where I was at, honestly, like Mm -hmm. going into college, like on the DR trip, it's like, share your testimony. And I'm still sitting there like, oh my gosh, like they're going to know, like they're going to know I've messed up. Mm -hmm. Like I still wanted to 
just hide in that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And now I feel like I'm able to freely say, like, share my testimony genuinely, openly, without filtering. Without shame and filtering yeah. and guilt and all that. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Without thinking, like, oh, they're going to see me differently because at yeah. the end of the day, like, I want to be fully known. Yeah. And fully know others and give them the freedom to, like, share with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you add anything, Hannah? Um, no, I would. On the things you wish you I knew. would say mine aligns with that of just really being rooted and grounded in my walk with the Lord prior to college because my freshman year, it was not. And that was just a year of like instant gratification with a very skewed compass as to what was truly good. And it was like, I didn't understand and know that like true joy and freedom was in mm-hmm. discipline and self-restraint and because it was found in the presence of God, but I was trying to find it in anything and everything to find my place. And it just never brought true contentment. And then when I realized the importance of like walking with God at a younger age, not waiting till I was like, oh, I'm an adult or like when it might really matter in my head, it was like it mattered earlier on and just taking advantage of yeah, access I had to like a good, healthy local church and community and good friends and surrounding myself with that before college um, would have been something that in hindsight, I mean, I would have wished I had taken advantage of. Yeah. Do you remember, Elle, the the letter I wrote that, wrote, yeah. that I posted to everyone? Yeah, I think what I called it Dear Graduate. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it because I pulled it up uh, while we were talking. And I really think the advice I wrote on there um, is the advice I'd give. Well, I wrote it because of you guys, like after the DR. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, Cobb, Deleting, John Scott, yeah. uh, or Riley. I was like, man, I'm going to miss him. And yeah, I just know that that is a pivotal moment in life. And I was like, man, what would I tell these, mm-hmm. my, my friends, you know, going on? And and what I wrote, I'll quickly summarize what I wrote. But the uh, the points were, number one, is what you do not know is as important as what you do know. Mm-hmm. I think I knew a lot, and you knew a lot going to college. Like, you did know a lot. But what I wrote here is that while I was mature for my age going to college and or more specifically you will like you were mature for your age going into college but you were still immature does that make sense yeah my friends ask me all the time like whether or not they've grown up I don't know we just talk about our families a lot and how that influences us and they'll ask me like how do you think just generally like how do you think growing up in a family of believers influenced you and sometimes I just like find myself reflecting on the fact that I am not guaranteed to continue to pursue mm-hmm. the Lord just because my family does. And so recognizing that there's always things that I don't know. Yeah. And I, a relationship with the Lord isn't just knowledge. You yes. Know? Yes. And yeah, if you grew up going to Watermark all seven years from sixth grade to really senior. Really to just, oh, I know. Yeah. Like, and you do know, like you'll get you to college. Get away with yeah, you'll get to college and be like, yeah. I know more about the gospel than most of my peers. And I would applaud that and celebrate that and say, hey, you're really mature for your age, but you are in the grand scheme of things spiritually immature because you're mm-hmm. 18. Like, right. And and so that is where I would challenge you, like, go find a, a church home, go find community. And that may look different than where you came from, um, but it will be worth it. Um, the second thing I said was go home. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see if you have any thoughts about that. Cause I think I did say, or I know I did say you should visit home. It was, I did not want to visit home my first semester. Looking back, I regret that. I'm like, I wish I would have gone home just on a random weekend for no reason other yeah. than just to say out of my parents. And but I also said, don't go home too much. 
because uh, you all we all know that one person who goes home every weekend because oh they're yeah, homesick. Happens, yeah. And so there is a balance. But I do absolutely recommend you just visiting home if you can for no other reason other than just to tell your parents yeah. you love them. I think I definitely would say going home sometimes was helpful. But I also think that sometimes it was hard, you know, Yes. to go home. And I always... Like, I always wanted to stay for as long as possible when I did come home. Like, oh, I don't mm-hmm. have class till 11 on Monday. I'm going to leave at, at literally 8 a.m. and make minute. it right to my class on time. Yeah. Well, here's so, what I would say. I would say it's not so much about actually going home. It's more about... Stay connected to that. Stay connected. Yeah. Recognize that your parents... Especially is- if you come from, like, a family that's pushing you to... Yes. Pursue the Lord. And if if you have loving, if and I yeah. hope you do, I wish every child had yeah. loving parents. And if you do, recognize that one of the hardest things your parents did was probably like say bye to you mm-hmm. going to college, you know, and recognize that while the tears may seem silly at graduation, just recognize like what those tears mean, mm-hmm. you know, to them. Like, so recognize yeah. the, the next thing I said, I'll move a little more quickly. Freedom has set you free. You mentioned about this. You're no one's tracking. My main thing. No one's tracking your location. Like the, the gate I, I put on here, like the gate is open. And what I meant by that is I had a rabbit growing up and I put it in its cage at night, but I forgot to lock it and it got out of the cage at night. And I woke up and there were rabbit parts all over my yes. yard because my neighbor's dog also got out that night and ate my rabbit. Wow. And I was like, but the rabbit could have chosen just to stay in the cage yeah. and be fine. But instead it like pushed its way out. And I'm yeah. like, that's an extreme example. But what I'm trying to say is exactly what you said, El, where you have freedom and the you are free. You are free in Christ, but not everything is, is good and helpful for you. And so recognize that like the, the rules that God has, has given you, they're not holding you back. He's trying to set you free. Um, the last thing I put, um, last thing I put too was, um, humble yourself, which is cliche, but what I meant, what I meant by that. And what I did say was that most of your success is not your fault. Like growing up at Watermark, like you said, you had a lot of amazing things handed to you and none of it was your fault. Yeah. Like, but n- neither is your failure. And you that's know? also what I said. I was like, your failure is also not your fault. And so with don't, that, I would also add like, if you have the drive to do something, use it. Because I yeah. think that I, a lot of times, whether it be initiating, I feel like I've kind of said, like, I was surprised by my lack of a desire to initiate as, like, an extrovert. But, like, if you want an organization, if you want to be involved, like, pursue it. Because I think that that was one thing that I wish I had done more of is just, and this doesn't even, it's not like, oh, my gosh, let me back this with scripture. It's just, like, you should you should be involved, but it's not always yes. going to be the easiest thing to do. Yes, and you're not always going to get it. And that's not just and if you don't from make an A&M it, girl who goes to a huge school where things yes. are competitive. Like my friends at smaller schools experience the same thing. You know? Yeah, and if you and then I would say is hey, if you have the easiest time getting in the sorority mm-hmm. or the fraternity, recognize that like that doesn't mean you're him yeah. or her. And yeah. if you don't make it, yeah. like if you get cut from all like, the sororities, accept it humbly if you do get it. Yes, but also. Accept it humbly when you don't. You yes. Know? I was going to say, and if you don't make it, recognize that that doesn't mean you're a failure. Yeah. Like, that's not your fault necessarily. One thing that I think I remind, or I did remind myself of a lot, like, that semester, and I guess there were a few, like, rejection areas, second semester, too, of just, in Ecclesiastes, it talks about it's better to have one handful 
and be in peace mm-hmm. than to have two with strife. Yes. And I think that that's, I don't College. know, like mm-hmm. some partially taken out of context, but like it sounds like a little quote, you know? Yeah. But it's in the Bible and it's true. And I it feel like true. I found it to be true. Like I am able to be in my sorority and to have these things that I like love and have so much fun, um, like getting to be a part of, but it doesn't look like, oh my gosh, I got everything that I applied for freshman mm-hmm. year and I'm like so busy. Like being busy isn't always ideal, you know? Like having a full calendar seems cool, but also like sometimes people don't feel like you have time t- to like pour into them or be, you know? Yeah. So I think like be intentional with your time. Don't just fill it all up just to fill it all up. Yes, I absolutely agree. And while you're while you're making those, while you're trying to rush a sorority or a club or an organization, I think the last thing I would say and what I ended my letter with to to you guys was do not try to be anyone but yourself. Jesus mm-hmm. wants to be you. He wants you to be a kinder, more loving version of you, but he just wants you to be you. And there will be someone who's prettier or funnier or more athletic or cooler or smarter than you. And you'll be tempted to want to be like that. And what I would tell you is say, hey, strive to be more like Jesus, but do it while being yourself. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want you to be faster, smarter, cooler, more athletic. He wants you to be you and to be faithful. And at the end of the day, faithfulness to him in college is all that matters Mm -hmm. and for life. So, well, guys, this is good. Um, Any other last thoughts before we close? Um, I would just add that um, it really sums up a lot of what you said, but no matter where you're at, what age, the circumstance, the calling on your life from the Lord and what you're made for doesn't change. And a simplified version of it really is Acts 20, 24, but that says, but I do not account my life of any value nor precious to myself. If only I may finish the course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of grace and like, if that is your true north moving forward, what you're moving towards, it makes a lot of decisions a lot easier and takes the weight off of self because you're not thinking like, what will make me the most happy and all of this? Because it's like, mm-hmm. hey, that will give you the most joy mm-hmm. and contentment yeah. and just using that as like your guide of, hey, this is what I'm moving towards. And it doesn't matter if I'm in high school, if I'm in college, if I'm an adult working a corporate job, the mission stays the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Elle, thanks for coming on. Yeah. We're so proud of you. Seriously. So, all right, everyone. Stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, we're out of here.